This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. There's no need to figure out how to be more productive on your own. I've done the research for you. I have a free gift. My top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. All you have to do to get them is to go to top5productivitytips.com. That's the number five, top 5 productivitytips.com. Get my top five productivity tips right now. Absolutely free. Top5ProductivityTips.com. Christine Hansen is running a boutique-style business consulting and coaching service for entrepreneurs, creatives, and coaches who want to run and grow a business online. Christine from Luxembourg, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so excited to be here today. We were talking before we started recording I told her I sent her a WhatsApp message. And one of the things that drives me crazy about WhatsApp is I knew her country code of 352, but it defaults to plus one because I'm in the United States. And I'm like, WhatsApp, why can't I just type in plus 352 and then her phone number? I don't understand why they make it so difficult, but I don't think I've had a guest on the show from Luxembourg. So this is, uh, you're making history on the show today. (laughs) Well, we are. There's not too many of us, you know, we are a rare commodity. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, I have only been to one place outside the United States, and that was the France back in 2010. So I know about where Luxembourg is, but if I had to get in a plane and then find your house, I would be lost. I I would be (laughs) like wandering forever. Uh, But I just love the name of the country, Luxembourg. It just sounds like a whole bunch of rich people live there. Like you, you're you're a very wealthy person, right? You You live in Castle? That's what I stand for. Like truly, it's abundance, lux. It's the perfect name for the perfect country. And it's hilarious because I was actually born in South America, in Colombia. I was adopted when I was four months old, so really, really tiny. So I always say I was, you know, born with a Latino vibe, with that passion and bred in the very more European kind of rigid style somehow, (laughs) you know, so it's a good mix. Nice. So we're going to talk a lot about time management on the show today. Obviously, I'm Mr. Productivity. I'm You're speaking my language when we talk about time management. But most of the people listening to the show are either solopreneurs or they're entrepreneurs. And they've got a lot of plates in the air, balls in the air. They wear a lot of hats and they get to the end of the day and they're utterly exhausted because they're doing the admin work and they're doing the content creation, they're serving customers and it gets to be kind of exhausting. I, I think it's hysterical when people come to me and go, oh, you got it so easy. You're an entrepreneur. I'm like, <laughs> you obviously have no idea what an entrepreneur is, right? I agree. And I think that's one of the things that I underestimated in the beginning. And, you know, good thing that I really love the different hats an entrepreneur has to wear. Uh, but I'm also a very lazy person, which was, you know, at some point, it was not just that energetically I became drained, but also I don't like to work all the time. Like I really like to chill. I really need that too. So I'm really all about streamlining, outsourcing when as soon as you can in a smart way. And I'm also really about building something that's scaling, scalable in profit versus necessarily have to scale it in huge team. Because that was something I realized fairly early on. I really wanted to scale, but I never wanted to have a huge team. That was stressing me out, really. So that was really when I started to double around and see how can I be productive? How can I manage my time 
in a way that allows me the lifestyle that I want. I love to travel. I I dare say I need to travel in order to stay sane. It's also maybe because I'm in such a small country that, you know, you hit the border no matter where you go within an hour. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's easy to travel too because you're quickly in another country. But it's really something that I'm passionate about. And so, yeah, I've been using all of those different things in my business as well. You know, whether it is my, my book coming up, which is all about being smart and building a business from the ground in a way that you never have to work tons or as soon as you can have someone to help you with that. And also, you know, what do you do with the time that you can save that way? Because that's not designed to then be reutilitized in stress, but it should rather be reutilitized in replenishing, renourishing, you know. So those are really things that I love talking about. So I'm really excited to, to see where we're going to go today. Well, I want to start with scaling because I see a lot of people, especially solopreneurs, they try to scale too fast. I agree. You, you go in the business and I think that you should know how to do everything in your business before you outsource it, before you delegate it. People are opening their businesses and saying, oh, I got to hire a VA to do this, this, and this. I'm like, whoa, 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 stop. Why don't you do that in the beginning so you can train the VA? Because you got to train them. You're not going to get someone that can plug into your brain. This technology doesn't exist yet where they can plug into your brain and go, oh, that's what Mark or that's what Christine wants. You have to train them. You can't train them unless you do it yourself. So I think having a small team using VAs is great, but I've had people on the show who have agencies who are virtual assistants. That's what their job is. And they go, the number one thing people come to them with is like, I need help doing X, Y, Z. And they'll say, do you know how to do X, Y, Z? And they're like, well, no, I thought that's what the VA is. And like, how are we supposed to know what needs to be done for your business if you don't even know? So I, I think people get excited about scaling and getting a team and making lots of money. Okay. Well, stop. You, you got to take the second step before you take the 30th step. Agreed. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of frustration then happening because you obviously spend money in a result that you expect, but you're missing the stepping stones in between. And I think I, I was fairly lucky because I started an online business in 2015, beginning of 2015, which I, I think was a glorious age in a way that online business was booming. It was like the Murray Folio kind of huge, kind of, yes, revolution. Everyone was talking about it. You know, you had all these glam coaches and all of it. It was very, very glamorous. And some people made a lot of money or not necessarily made a lot of money, revenue. Let's, there's differences there, but revenue yes. and grew very quickly. And I could see it. You know, I could literally, I started with them and I could see how some that were like mediumly popular, they suddenly started to explode. And looking back at it now, it's so interesting because a lot of them scaled back actually because they couldn't manage. And they then slowly by the by revealed the difference between their revenue and the profit and what they actually paid themselves. So there's different steps to this, different layers to this. The first one is that you're absolutely right. I feel you have to know what you're doing because if someone is missing, if you lose an assistant or whatever, you when you know things start to really fall apart, you need to be able to jump in, even if it's not something you're really good at or that you enjoy doing, but you need to know what it is like, you know, what you do. I also think that 
it's going to be much easier for you to create your standard operating procedure to all your SOPs, which can be an operation manual. It could be an onboarding training. It could be a video that walks through the different things that you do. And you can even connect that with something productive with content. So in the beginning, when I started to figure out all different things, I would do a YouTube video about it. So I would, you know, for example, I started with my first website, build that, then I built like 10 websites in the meantime or change them. So with number five, I started to record it, give some tips that I really liked or that I enjoyed. And at the same time, I could then show that video to the next person I was onboarding to take over. So, but you can't do that if you have no clue how things work. And that is the situation that I do see where people have a fancy web designer that's maybe coding everything. And when something's not happening, they need to pay each time to have something mm -hmm. altered and they are the slave of that person's schedule. So that's really frustrating for entrepreneurs specifically. So I do agree. You have to know what you don't know. You know, you have to get to learn all these different pieces. And then it's about figuring out your quadrant or whatever you want to call it, like things that I'm good at and that I enjoy doing, that I should be doing, things that I'm, you know, quite enjoy, but I'm not too good at, but medium. And then things that I don't necessarily enjoy too much, but I can do them. And then things that I don't enjoy and actually I'm really, really bad at, you know, those should be the first then to outsource slowly and slowly. I think the other thing is also when you outsource, a lot of entrepreneurs are not people who were working in an HR department before. We never worked with a team or we never had people working for us. A lot of us have a certain skill that we then work in. Um, and so there's also a lot of elements going towards hiring, you know, expectations being the first, knowing what you what in what kind of time frame you expect results or a quantity of results. Those are things that a lot of people skip. And then it's a very, again, a frustrating experience because you're paying, but you're not getting what you actually ask for. But actually, did you ask for something specific, which a lot of people didn't? And then the next layer, then if you have a successful business, I feel is that people invest into agencies and into management partners that they don't need. And that is something that I see a lot with you know, multiple six to seven figure owners who have huge businesses who then realize my margin, my profit margin is actually quite small because I'm hiring all of these experts and actually looking back, I wouldn't have needed them. And they kind of took over my business, pushed it in a direction that is actually not me. I'm starting to not enjoy it anymore. Plus it is costing me a fortune. And that is something fascinating to me because I see it happening a lot. Interestingly, maybe a little bit more with women than with men. Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com. Um, because I feel sometimes you think you need to invest more into strategies or into, you know, marketing and things that seem to be a little bit more masculine, maybe in their orientation, if you look at it just from a very objective point of view. Um, and there I see a huge, huge issue. And then they paddle back, but then it's a question of ego, whether you share that experience with others or whether you just pretend that everything's fine. And I have a huge respect of people who actually then come clean and say, hey, 
um, in all honesty, last year we made two and a half million, but my revenue was like just about six figures, maybe just 200,000. And a lot of the money went to people that now I'm realizing I didn't need because I was impatient because I thought you need to grow quicker and faster the way that we are taught. Whereas I really believe in simplicity. Like that, that is a nightmare scenario for me having to pay loads of people on payroll. Mm. I really believe in super simple, high quality, high revenue clients, but your own system is going to pretty much stay the same because I don't like people or I don't like, I like them for short times, but I don't like <laughs> having a team or having to manage people. It's not my thing. Yeah. Well, in my business, every dollar has a job. Okay. So I have studied very successful people, millionaires, hectomillionaires, billionaires, and they have the same idea. That's where I got it from dollars have to pull their weight. So if I'm going to spend money on a service for a Zoom Pro or I have Calendly or Kajabi, whatever tool you have, that money's got to pull its weight. And I yes. think the mistake people go, well, I just put it on yearly billing. I just pay it. I don't even use it. I'm like, so you're just throwing money out the window. And I can tell you, you look at the most wealthy, successful people in the world today. They are very careful where the money's going. They may yes. seem like they're buying this, that, and the other thing, but what you don't see is they're like, okay, do we need this product? Do we need this product? Because I'm not going to spend money if we don't need the product. And and you did touch on this. You know, yeah, maybe you do need a big team. Maybe you don't need a big team. I, I don't think the magic solution is, you know, hanging your proverbial shingle out and going, okay, I need a team. Whoa, stop. Let's build this business of yours brick by brick. Okay. You can't build a building by just saying, I want a building and poof, there it is. Mm -hmm. Same thing when you, when it comes to building a business, you've got to build it brick by brick and floor by floor. And you know, yeah, there's shortcuts you can learn from Marie Folio and Grant Cardone and, you know, Brendan Burchard and all those people, but you still have to build it. You have to build yes. your business brick by brick because at the end of the day, and I hate saying that cliche saying, cause we say it too much, but the truth is nobody is going to care more about your business than you. No VA, no team member, no executive. It's your baby. Nobody is going to care more than you. And so you have got to be in control and make the right decisions. And ultimately, it's a business. People forget, but it's your livelihood. Like you need to pay your bills with this business in the end. And not just yours, potentially also your kids, your partners. You know, you never know what's happening. It is a business. And it's really another thing that I want to touch upon because I'm very candid with it. And I think I even say that in chapter two of my book. <laughs> it's like I'm really realistic with realistic time expectations. And yes, what I teach a lot of people is that we are being, as coaches or whatever, we're being paid to collapse time for our clients. So for example, the job, yes, the job of a business coach is to collapse your time to build a business because we can help you to avoid mistakes that are typically done. But a business is also built on momentum. And momentum, just this is physics, is increments. And it has to start with small increments in order to grow and gain momentum and ultimately roll on its own and become bigger and bigger and more successful and more successful. So yes, 
people or programs or agency, whatever have you, can help you with that. But it's not plastic surgery. Like you cannot go in and cut it out. And that's with health coaches, it's the biggest frustration. That's the competitor, literally. You know, mm-hmm. it's like time versus even if you can collapse time for your client, it will still take time. It's the same with business. There is no plastic surgery for your business. There just isn't. Even if you have the biggest budget in the world, you can throw all the Facebook ads out there. Until you have honed down, nailed down the soul of your business as well, which is going to shine, which is going to make it successful or not, make you comfortable in it and like it and still and grow a business that you love versus a business monster that suddenly you resent, it takes small increments of successes that can then turn into momentum. And the time span is different for everyone, but it is a time span. And anyone telling you that you can start from zero and have multi-million in 90 days, like literally from zero, that is just a blatant lie. And I'm really calling it out because I'm tired of it. And people then, you know, look at testimonials, but this person took this 90-day program and they made like multiple six, seven figures, whatever. And it's like, you don't know what they had before. And I'm just giving a simple example that I saw in a a private group for uh, a course creation program. And it was about, lots of people were completely new, starting new. And it was about, you know, explaining what an opt-in was, what, how you get people on your email list. And one person posted, okay, I didn't have anyone on my new email list. I just posted my opt-in yesterday and now I have 700 people. And everyone was like, what did you use? What server did you use? What does your opt-in look like? And I was like, this is fishy. Like this is, this doesn't just happen. <laughs> so I checked out this person and it turns out that she had a YouTube channel with like 10,000 subscribers already, but she didn't say that, you know? So then of course, if someone takes a screenshot of that and it's out of context, you know, people who are really hopeful, they truly believe in who's teaching them and why shouldn't they? That is really misleading. So I love being on shows like this where we can just talk about these things because it will save people a lot of heartache. And honestly, it's traumatic because you believe you put all your hopes in there and then it doesn't work and you feel like you're missing a couple of cells in your brain. You know, why is it working for all of these people on testimonials? But why isn't it working for me? And when we get to time again, they put so much time in it. But here's the truth. Most of the time, especially in the beginning of a business, is birthing that business, seeding it. It's, you know, everything from creating your website, to setting up opt-ins to email funnels, to creating social media profiles. It's exhausting because it's new, but it doesn't have anything to do with client acquisition, with people knowing that you even exist. So what I see a lot of the time is people get really disillusioned because they put so much heart and soul into perfecting their birth but they haven't realized that nobody knows that you're there yet. That is when the real work starts. And again, you cannot just be this, this from overnight famous is extremely, extremely rare. And very rarely is it coincidence. It can happen now with social media and TikTok and, you know, you can have a viral video, but honestly, if we count all of them together, there's like, really not a lot of them. And most of the time they're accidental. (laughs) They're Mm -hmm. not planned, which makes me laugh. So if you are on TikTok, you can have a a great example is the the Kylie Sheely Mealy. I just saw it yesterday. It was this guy who put a huge cutout of himself in a gas station for fun. 
uh, and it's a, it's it has a funny name. I'm not gonna. It's it's an official name, but it's it's weird. It's a weird gas station. Check it out anyway. But it was a joke. It was a practical joke. And then it took off, and you had Red Bull Uno. You had Adobe commenting on it, and yes, he's going to make. He's going to have help with his career that way, but that is extremely rare. For everyone else, it just, it does take time. So your time management is really important, knowing what energy you put into seeding, being realistic with the expectation, and then very important is the time for recharging. And that's why when I plan a year, I usually have a year planner and the first thing that I put in there is my days off. Mm. And it's every six weeks. I don't compromise. I have to take one, at least two weeks off for myself. And so I'm careful that I don't launch anything before that or that I don't announce anything before that because I will not be there unless I spontaneously feel like it. And that is what I feel a lot of people do the other way around. They plop in all of the things they want to do, and then they see where they can just like dig in some time for themselves. And if you have family, it's even different. Like kids, holidays, that's not your time. That doesn't count. It's super stressful. (laughs) It's Mm. not time off. So that to me is a different category from work, and it's a different category from your time off. So Hey, you listening to the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Well, one of the things I, I, I struggle with when I see people with these viral videos I'm like, okay, how much money are you making? I know that if you have a viral video on TikTok or Snapchat or Instagram, they're paying you money because you're a creator. But I'm like, how is that building your business and your brand? Now, one of the things I try to experiment with is TikTok. And I found the secret to going really viral on TikTok because that's the only platform you can talk about being an anti-vaxxer. You can, you can bash the COVID, uh, whatever's going on with COVID and they don't block you. Okay. So if you, uh, if you talk about COVID vaccines and you have a dog, you go viral. So (laughs) anti-vaxxer plus a dog is viral on TikTok. But the question is, so what? I mean, if I did that, if I had a COVID video with my dog in it and I got 40 million views, is that going to turn into people on my list, on my membership, buying my course, hiring me as a coach? And I would say no. I mean, it's great to have a viral video. People like to have viral videos, but I don't think that should be your goal. My goal is to serve the people who are consuming my content. Matter of fact, I see a lot of people will will DM me on social media and they'll say, Mark, I, I noticed you're not getting a lot of likes. You're not getting a lot of comments. You're not getting a lot of views. And what I want to scream into the phone at them is show <laughs> me the money because yeah. you can get a lot of views, a lot of comments, a lot of shares, whatever. Show me your money. Open up. I've never been able to do this to somebody. Open up your, your phone, open up your bank balance and show me one bank balance with one, two, three, four, five million dollars in it. Because if I promise you, if I ask Grant Cardone, he could show me that. If I ask Mark Cuban, he could show me that. If I ask Tony Robbins, they could show me that. A lot of people on social media, this is one of the things that annoys me, as you can tell by my passion here. They say, I'm, I'm so good at this. Look how many views I get. Look how many comments I get. Show me the money. Are you making money? Because I don't care if you get 40 million views. If you didn't make a dime, if you didn't get one client, 
what was the point other than bringing brand awareness? So exactly. I'll step off my set, uh, soapbox and let you have a say there. <laughs> no, but I think that's kind of referring back to the point is that these viral videos are 99.9% of the time accidental. They haven't been created in an how shall I say, in a strategic conniving kind of way, <laughs> people were suddenly internet famous and then they started to create a business on the back end. So they cre quickly created merchandise or, you know, they whatever, you know, if they did music, then they quickly compiled a, a playlist and quickly produced an album. But it was the other way around. And I find that if you try to intentionally become viral, it doesn't quite work because, because people notice immediately. And that's kind of what, you know, it's complex that way because it's all these viral things, they are fun. And that's what I love about TikTok. It's fun. It's not depressing. It's not bashing. <laughs> it's not hateful. It's funny. It's, to me, it's really, it's my vortex time, I call it as well. Like I'm very, very careful when I ever tap on that app because. There are a lot crazy. of people who are super creative on TikTok. <laughs> I'm like, I saw one of the very first TikTok videos I ever saw. This is going way back. This kid had a video where in 15 seconds, he jumped up in the air and his shirt changed like 50 times. I'm like, first of all, I don't have any desire to learn how to do that. Second of all, I, that was really impressive. But I'm like, to what point? I mean, I thought it was really cool. I'm not that creative. When I go on TikTok, I literally hold the phone out in front of me and I give a 30 second productivity tip. Okay. I'm not that exactly. creative. That's the, you know, I can't do all these, you know, trending videos. I'm not doing trending videos. I'm not doing the dances. That's not who I am. And I think if you're trying to build your business, your brand, please stay in your lane. If if you are the person that I just get on video and I just give a tip, then don't try to do the trending videos because people are going to go, what are they doing? Exactly. They noticed. And I just saw a friend of mine who just said yesterday, I spent like four hours filming and then editing it all together. And I still didn't manage to try to do it. And I was like, <laughs> why i don't have time for this like seriously i even prefer not doing anything than this you made that very clear you're a very lazy person <laughs> I'm, seriously i'm like no let me ask Rest you this let me ask you this because one of the things i i i've been doing and i always tell people to do because uh, i want to get back to time management before we wrap up here in a few minutes um there are so many apps out there where you can schedule your posts Okay. Yes. So Facebook has got the business suite. You can schedule business. Um, if you have a business Instagram or a business Facebook account, which is a page, you can schedule there for like 365 days. There's Buffer, there's Hootsuite. TikTok now allows you to schedule. So what I'll do with this this uh, conversation with you is I'll create a 60 second video and I'll schedule on TikTok. And what I encourage people to do is please embrace automation. So I will get in a creative zone. I didn't know. I just said, I'm not creative when I meant I'm not creative. I mean, I'm not that creative like these kids on TikTok. but I can go to Canva and get a template and go, okay, I can make something of it. And so I will schedule an hour or two and I'll just, mm -hmm. you know, create a whole bunch of content and I will schedule like this. We're recording this on November 24th. You're hearing it on November 25th. Next week, I'm going to be in Florida visiting my parents. So I've already re-record. I've already pre-recorded some podcast interviews. They're already to go out next Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I already got my YouTube video, my Instagram post, my Facebook post. So I can go visit my mom and dad 
and the stuff still goes out. So you don't have to be on social media all the time. If you use these automation tools, sit down for a couple hours, create a bunch of content and just schedule it and it'll just release on its own. Exactly. I'm a huge fan of batching due to my laziness. I batch all the time and I don't even say I'm going to do it on X day. I'm very organic, like when I feel like it. So I would say this week I will batch. That's enough of a time frame for me. And then I will have one day where I'm like, okay, today I actually had a shower my hair looks good and I actually feel motivated. (laughs) So today I'm going to batch. I don't, I, have- I don't understand the hair problem. I, I <laughs> So if you've never seen me, I, hopefully you've seen me because you looked at the clip art on the on the podcast. I'm bald. I've been bald voluntarily by, since 2003. So I don't know what she's talking about, uh, this hair issue. <laughs> the struggle is real for hairy people. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's even feeling like it. So I will batch my content or my educational content. Um, And I have like a a flow system where basically I create three to four months of content in 40, like in in just two hours, literally. And I have my team who takes over. In the beginning, it took me longer, but now I've made it that. So I do love batching. I do make a difference though with my organic social media content because I differentiate between educational content, which is also batched and scheduled and like my podcast episodes, but anything that is a peek into my soul to be a little bit more spiritual, (laughs) but where, you know, on social media where people stalk you because they want to know how you tick, who you are, Mm -hmm. that I always post organically. I write it organically and I post it organically because I want to take time to sit down and actually compose something that is worth people's time. Yeah, I don't want to waste people's time. I agree with you 100%. But I will tell you, I think repurposing rocks. So I record a video for YouTube every week. I take the audio, make a podcast, take the text, make a blog. And from the blog, I do social media posts. So if you're listening to this conversation with Christine and you're not repurposing your content, you are missing a tremendous time management hack. Agreed. Agreed. And I do exactly the same thing. And I did it all in the beginning myself, recorded it. Now my team does it. They watch the recording and they do it. So that's, I I think that's the way to do it. Seriously, you don't, and the time that you save is meant for you to shine your light, to be open, to be visible so that people can find you because it's not your job to find clients. I never agree with that sentence. It's your job to be visible so that the people who are already looking can find Mm. you. It's a different vibe and it's the truth. It's like when you find, when people find you that way and connect with you, that's perfect that you have, that you have the perfect clients. And that's why I agree with you. It doesn't matter how many people you have. If you found those people, it's already an act of desperation that's not what it's about. It shouldn't be about. Your business should never be ha- be in the stench of desperation. It should mm. be in the glory of here's my service. Here's my character that goes with it. And people who we've been looking for that, they will recognize it. They will know. The stench of desperation. <laughs> I should title the episode, The Stench of Desperation. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't click on that title? Oh my, I, pro- I don't know if I will or not. That's uh, I did when you sent it, I'm like, Wow, I should use it as a title, <laughs> but it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. We're talking about time management. Um, so as we wrap up the show today, Christine, uh, do you have anything on your heart that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you'd like to share with us? It's okay to say, nope, I got nothing, or you can share something with us. 
No, I think we we touched on my core hot pet peeves. So I think we, <laughs> we did. We both got on our soapboxes. We actually exchanged <laughs> yes. soapboxes. So I appreciate that. So where can we go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world? So head over to christinemeansbusiness.com. That's where you'll find all the different things that I do. I never do just one thing. It's too difficult. Like if I say, you, <laughs> if you tell you something now, even tomorrow, it might change. So just head over there and it will tell you what I'm up to. I love that. I remember listening to a Tim Ferriss podcast and <laughs> he said he, he had trouble explaining to people what he did. And he said, you know, I just tell him a drug dealer. It's easier that way. <laughs> and I just thought it's funny because my wife and I go to an adult Bible study class and most of the people are like in their mid sixties. My wife and I are only 56 and they're like, so you're 56. What are you going to do at retirement? I'm like, I'm sorry. Why would I want to re- stop doing what I love doing every day? I'm like, well, um, I can go play golf whenever I want. Well, I don't play golf, but I could do that if I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted well, to. I can go on vacation whenever I wanted to. Well, so can I. And like, <laughs> wait, what? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I didn't, when I remember when I was a kid, I was back in, I don't know, fourth or fifth grade. My parents said, go to school, work, retire and die. I'm like, I don't, I reject that that formula. And so I'm an entrepreneur and my mom's got late onset Alzheimer's. So she doesn't know what's going on. But my dad, he kind of understands what I does, what I do. And what's interesting is I alluded to next week, I get to go spend time with my parents. I don't have to ask vacation time off because I am the boss. So I move some things around. I'm going out to see my parents and I love the freedom. It's a lot of work being an entrepreneur. Okay. Don't look at the Mark Cubans. It's a lot of work but I wouldn't, I couldn't imagine going back to the corporate environment. So last word for you. Perfect. Uh, Last word is you can live the perfect entrepreneurial life if you know how to prioritize yourself, because that is rule number one to be an entrepreneur. You are the most important person in your life, which is very counterintuitive, but that's it. It is. Christine, thank you so much for being on the show today. Absolute joy talking to you all the way from Luxembourg. Thank you for having me. It was a joy. I am so thankful that you listened to this episode of the Mark Stuchewski podcast. You are why I do the show. And I know you have a quadrillion different options that you could have spent your time with today, but you chose this episode. And I want to honor you. I want to thank you because you really do make me want to do this show as often as I do it. I have a free gift for you. My top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. All you have to do to get it is go to top five productivity tips.com top five productivity tips.com. Pick up my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs today. It's my gift to you And until we meet again next time, my friend, thank you again for your time and attention. Now take what you learned on the show and go apply it to your life.